0: Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about walking in the way of the cross. I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, and we're broadcasting live from Holly Hill Church of Christ. And I got with me my partner at Holly Hill, Kurt Montu, and we'll be discussing what it means or what it, what faithfulness is all about. Well, Kurt, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, It's good to be here. It's a little bit uh, late. It's 8 o'clock. It's almost my bedtime, so you're not getting me in my prime, but uh, you are getting a
0: version of me. Well, good. Well, good. And I know um, as we're talking about faithfulness and uh, as we were looking at, I guess, one of the things I put in the Thursday 3 video and some of you who are watching in the audience uh, might have seen, uh, I loved Indiana Jones. Uh, I still love Indiana Jones. It's I think it's a great I think they're great movies. And there are
1: uh three great Indiana Jones movies. Correct.
0: So on- correct. And uh, and that's kind of what I would like to to hear from and I think Kurt and I might discuss this and if you're watching what's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? That's always up for a good debate. And uh you know, I I actually loved and it's not my favorite, but people trash the second one. But I think the second one's pretty good.
1: Temple of Doom. I, as a child, I was that uh, Temple of Doom was scary. Okay. Because uh, you know they crack open like the monkey's brains and eat it, and then Indiana gets his like heart removed. Um, great scene. I do think it's in Temple of Doom where he shoots the guy, uh, but I'm not sure which one. That might be the first or the that might be Raiders of the Lost Ark. But uh, I don't know. Somebody in the comments can correct me.
0: I, I think so. But uh, I like the second one because I've always thought it had that Goonies kid in it, and I thought he was just hilarious. You know, when he would be jumping on the bridge, and he's like, "See, woman, strong bridge, strong." No, lady. You know, but strong bridge. And then like the bridge like broke. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world when I was a kid watching it. But um okay. But but people so trash that movie for some reason. Um, but if you're watching,
1: think... yeah, I just didn't like it because it was. Scary. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah, Temple of Doom. But I, I like. I think my favorite is 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 the Last Crusade, and uh, I think that cast was one of the best cast. I mean, yes. you had I Sean
1: C- Stop making Indiana Jones movies with that one. They should.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're watching, you know, tell us what your favorite is, and uh, if not, I guess we'll kind of keep talking about it. But but I always thought you know the first one was always good. It it kind of started off really good. I liked the the plot line and the cool face melting thing. You know you that that's always that's
1: always good stuff. So and, I, I mean I love Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan, much bigger Star Wars than Indiana Jones fan. Uh, but they're both kind of George Lucas's brainchild. Oh absolutely. And I don't know if you know this story, but. George Lucas, like most people, thought that Star Wars uh, would be a big flop. And so when A New Hope premiered, he went camping. And it was when he was camping during the premiere of A New Hope that he had the idea to make Indiana Jones.
0: Okay. okay. So there's a little bit of
1: Star Wars and Indy trivia.
0: And leave leave it to Kurt to give us some good Star Wars trivia.
1: You're welcome. And
0: <laughs> well, I, I guess if, if we're not going to get some people telling us what their favorite is, you know, in the, the third one. There's an interesting scene that I brought up in the, the little mini video uh, a little bit ago where you have all those trials to find, I guess, the Holy Grail, you know, and uh, and as he's going through all the trials, you know, it's, they're basically death traps, and he gets to a point where there's, I would say, some just pit of, I would say, this bottomless pit of doom, you know, I don't know what else you call it, but basically it's, you know he's in one area and he has to get across this big canyon, a canyon. But there's, you know, and he utters these words, "What leap of faith?" And uh, he closes his eyes, and he, you know, stre- you know, sticks his foot out. And the suspense of all the big, you know, the music building up to, oh no, he's going to fall to his death. What's going to happen? Are they really going to kill Indiana Jones? And then his foot hits, you know, solid ground, and it's um, you know, kind of like an optical illusion. And the bridge is, you know, you can see the bridge connecting the, I guess, the two doorways. And uh, obviously we know that that's not really what, what faith is. But that's what many believe faith is. It's this blindly following. and uh, But I, I would have liked us to discuss what, instead of that, what faith really is about.
1: So it's my understanding, Jonathan, that we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, right? We are. Yes. Okay, and so we're talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So uh, we're going to talk about faith and faithfulness as basically the same thing. I mean, in in Galatians 5, the word that Paul uses uh, for faithfulness or that we translate faithfulness uh, is pistis. And uh, I'm not the great Greek scholar uh, that uh, I'm sure some of our viewers are. Uh, but that word is translated in many different ways in the New Testament, the most common being faith, uh, but here it's translated faithfulness. So, you know, I have really been influenced. Uh, there's a book uh, that I'm reading. I actually picked this topic. I had uh, first choice being Jonathan's coworker, I guess. I actually picked this topic uh, after I ordered uh, the Matthew uh, Bates book, Salvation by Allegiance Alone, to try to. Uh, brush up on my theological chops, but I've really been influenced uh, by that book and by the writings of N.T. Wright that talk about maybe a better translation. You know, we translate pistis as faith, and when we say that, most people in our culture today interpret that as just belief. Like if you have mental ascent, if you uh, mentally agree with the idea that Jesus is the Son of God, uh, then you can be saved. And I think um, there's a better way to translate that idea that makes sense to people. And so the Matthew Bates book is Salvation by Allegiance Alone, and so he likes allegiance. Uh, N.T. Wright likes loyalty. Um, But I like the idea, just the way it's translated here, of faithfulness, the idea of being uh, loyal and faithful uh, to God in the new testament uh we forget this a lot Uh, in the synoptic gospels we say the church and paul says the church but in the synoptic gospels what does jesus say matthew 4 4 repent for the kingdom of god is at hand and that parables begin let me tell you what the kingdom of god is like and so this idea of faithfulness or loyalty or allegiance it's kingdom language and if the gospel is that and this is a different discussion for a different day but i believe the good news is that after the resurrection jesus is king jesus is lord uh there's a reason that in act 17 the pagans accused christians of subverting the rule of caesar because they were calling jesus "curios" when they should have been calling caesar that and only caesar yep and so christian first century christian language is royal language and so i think to be faithful to God is to be loyal to our King, our King Jesus. And yeah. So, go ahead, Jonathan.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to say, I, and I wonder if, with you know, faithfulness, where people get so confused with you know maybe it being just belief, if that um, also is why we see a lack of action, because you know, I, or a lack of even commitment and allegiance, because if it's just belief, then it doesn't matter. You know, as long as I just think it's true, I don't have to understand anything. And I just have to, you know, just go along with whatever I feel at the moment, and it's not as meaningful, I don't think,
1: yeah. I mean, absolutely. And when people interpret faith as just belief, um, that's that's a really scary thing. And this yeah. you know, um, we I don't think Jonathan always does notes, but we did notes because I like to be prepared. Um, this is not in the notes, but I think in James too. You know, the idea of uh, belief alone isn't enough, and and that same word is used there. And so, you know, maybe that, that's a, a hard one to bring in. But even the demons—they know about Jesus and they shudder. Uh, Jesus cast out several demons in the Gospels that knew He was the Son of God. Uh, but the difference between mental assent. And I think true faithfulness, as defined in the New Testament, faithfulness that leads to salvation, um, the difference in that is the obedience part. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Matthew Bates makes the argument about pistis and salvation by faith alone is that it's a large word. Uh, It has a, a great grammatical range in the original Greek. And I think instead of focusing on one part, which is the mental ascent, the belief, The knowledge part uh, we need to focus on the practical uh, loyalty to the king absolutely and you know as we're you know and that means
0: with you know the allegiance carries that that heavy word of action too because if you're Mm -hmm. allegiance to something you're committing your life saying i'm going to submit to this Mm -hmm. and that's where faithfulness comes into our relationship with god is you know i'm submitting my life to you so now i'm not gonna do things my way but now I'm going to show you my belief and I'm going to show you my trust and allegiance mm-hmm. by that obedience.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. So that's I think a good definition of faith. What are we talking about next, Jonathan?
0: Well, <laughs> it's more just you know just a discussion, but you know, I think that's as right. we're talking about and you no know, action, you know, I do think sometimes we might get a little confused and think action always required uh, an active action. You know, sometimes faithfulness could be and I and I and I do have notes and (laughs) faithfulness sometimes could mean just simply residing in the peace of God and and being okay Okay. with being still and knowing God is is there. And and you know that's what you know David wrote. And now sometimes faithfulness in action is actually you know, but that's that's a form of, of action, but it's but it's more of a a submissive action. Which uh, you know goes back to the, I think what you said the allegiance, in the, okay. the submitting to
1: one another or to God. Okay. Okay, I can see it. Have you started meditating yet? Meditating is all the rage, Jonathan. Uh, uh, and what
0: what what kind of meditation are we talking about? We'll talk here? about that later. This time <laughs>
1: um, so I guess specifically when I looked at my topic of faithfulness, I think I really want to hone in as faithfulness as a fruit of the spirit. Okay. So what do you think it means, Jonathan, for faithful? Let me play host for a minute. What
0: does it No, mean no, 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 that's not you? how the swing works. <laughs>
1: that's not I'm too bad. Anyway. What does it mean for you uh, to have faithfulness be a fruit of the Spirit?
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, and we've we discussed this in a lot of our other ones, where I don't think, you know, one fruit of the Spirit begins and ends somewhere. I think they're all interwoven. So okay. I think part of faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit is, you know, remaining I guess, you know, if to use some of your definitions, that allegiance in, um, to God as a part of how I enact all the others. You okay. know, how, how am I going to practice the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness as a part of remaining faithful in re- allegiance to representing Christ? You know, we're called to have uh-huh. good fruit, produce good fruit. And yeah. if we're not doing that, that means the others aren't really present in our life. I think faithfulness is the culmination of, of
1: the others being present okay yeah a lot of people take that view of the fruit of the spirit that it builds on one another and faithfulness is towards the end um i just find it interesting so when i think of fruit of the spirit and i really love and you know I, i've preached on this at, at holly hill i hope that you're going back and listen to my sermons for material for your podcast because it's a good series um that's the sarcasm but uh you know one of the things i really love about galatians 5 is that uh Paul contrasts, and we always talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and that's good. But in the chapter, he contrasts the the fruit of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. And he talks about hostility, bitterness, and fighting, and anger. He says that's the fruit of the flesh. And he gives us the fruit of the Spirit. And so I think as Christians, one of the things I've preached at at Holly Hill that Jonathan has been uh, lucky to hear several times because he's there when I recorded it, then he has to edit the sermon. So if anybody should know this material, it should be me uh, and Jonathan. Um, but, you know, I believe Acts 2, 38, 39, we're baptized, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Peter says that promise is for you, your children, and all who are far off. Uh, Ephesians 1, 3 says that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3 says we receive strength from the Holy Spirit dwelling inside us, 314. That's what Paul prays for the church. And so when I think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, one of the things that's interesting to me about faith and faithfulness is that salvation, our Christian journey starts with the faith that leads us to hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized, and live faithfully. But then it's almost as if Paul says you begin your journey that way, but the fruit, the Spirit inside of you produces the fruit of faithfulness. And so I find that really interesting. Do you find that interesting John? I do
0: find that interesting and uh, in fact, uh, we have a comment you know Bruce is saying you know commitment in leadership is, is not easy you know so it is less work just to just to believe and you don't have to study, which takes less time and discover uh, of knowledge and you know some of that fits in with making everything present in our lives and because uh, it does take that commitment you know it does take. <laughs> Uh, that, I guess, you know, again, going back to some of those other definitions, the the allegiance to to God, which requires that submissive commitment, and then leading in our lives to, to look like
1: Christ. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, I've done so much Zooming and so much counseling that it's hard for me not to be the one that asks the questions. So, <laughs> i is the host, I'm the subject matter expert. Um, But I just can't help but try to turn the table. Um, It's it's just in my nature. It's all Um, right. Too much Zoom teaching and too much uh, counseling. (laughs) So, you know, one of the things I think about faithfulness being a fruit of the Spirit, and I know we want to go for a while but not for too long, Um, I think that it's really interesting that we begin our journey with Christ with faith and that we're supposed to get more faithful by the power of uh, the spirit working in us and having us produce these mm-hmm. fruits. Um, so my question for myself is always, you know, how does that work? How does the spirit produce faithfulness? What do and you if, think, Jonathan? That,
0: that, 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 that's a good question and, and that's a good question for our audience to to be chiming in. But how are we gonna get more faith? I think it it does come kind of kind of what Bruce was saying, you know, the importance of of study. And uh, you mentioned meditation, you know, meditating on the word of God, because oh, wow. we start off, you know, really, you know, we know enough to know that we're lost and that we need a savior. But as we mature more or mature, however you want to pronounce that word, as, as we grow and, and start eating more solid meat, as Paul, you know, refers to, I think we start to broaden our understanding, which grows our faith. Because the, the more we understand, the I think the more, you know, at least for me, the more I begin to to be amazed at what God's done, you know, and and who God is and what I can do through the power of Christ and mm-hmm. through the power of the Spirit. Because, you know, we have all these blessings that we can only get from the Spirit. And I know mm-hmm. you've talked about that in your sermons. You mm-hmm. have a nice little phrase, and uh, that's really nice, so I'll leave it to you to—, to to say what? those your your, your your catchy phrases that you do about you know the the faith you know in action i'm going blank on it now but you put me on know the spot about either it's all um, right
1: i don't know i don't know I, I have a lot of catchy phrases so it's hard for me to know sure but no i think you're right i, I think that that's a good point um you know, I think we do need to embrace, uh, speaking of my own sermon, every great author cites themselves more than they cite anybody else. Is that right? No, probably <laughs> not. Uh, but, you know, my own studies have really convinced me uh, as I study history and study the Scripture. Um, you know, we as Christians need to accept the mystery that we're not always going to understand how it works. Uh, the idea of the scientific method and, you know, we can study the Bible and we can perfectly through a perfect hermeneutic, figure out every aspect of Christianity has more in common with uh, the Renaissance and the Enlightenment than it does first century Christianity. I don't think Peter or Paul uh, spent a lot of time worrying about, you know, Paul prayed Ephesians 3.14, that the uh, church would have strength through the Spirit in their inner beings. I don't don't think he spent a lot of time worrying about the mechanics of it. I think he just trusted God that it would happen. So I do think we need to embrace the mystery, but also I think, like you said, Jonathan, that if we start being faithful, because faith, uh, being loyal, being allegiant to King Jesus, has—that's the start of our Christian journey. Absolutely. But it's something that we continue. And I think you know, staying in Ephesians, because if you don't know, if you're not a Holly Hill person, uh, this year we're studying Ephesians. Uh, we've preached through Ephesians chapter one through three on Sunday morning. Uh, we're doing four and five currently in Bible class on Wednesday nights. We're going to hit the highlights on four and five in sermons. But staying in Ephesians, which is where my mind is this year, uh, Paul describes faith as a shield, something that you use to protect you. Uh, and I think the longer you use a shield, the more you trust in it. And I thought about this analogy today. I remember seeing I had to look it up. It was really hard. Um, but I, there was this old this old video I had seen came to mind of this guy, and his name, I found it. It was Richard Davis, and he invented uh, the thin Kevlar body armor uh, that's very popular. Today. They call it soft body armor that stops pistol bullets, and he invented it by taking <laughs> Kevlar and weaving it together, and he really had a hard time selling it until one day he got the idea that he would just – put his body armor on, take a 44 Magnum and shoot himself in the chest. And uh, that's
0: one way to, to, to test your theory. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so there's this video of him and I remember it, seeing it so long ago and I found it today and looked it up. Uh, but this video of him doing it for the first time on camera and, you know, he's all nervous and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I if I die, I tell my kids I love them. <laughs> he hits himself and the vest catches it, and you know you just see this big sigh of relief. And then you can also find uh, there's a video that's easily accessible of him doing it for the 175th time. Oh, that's and, crazy. Uh, as of four years ago, he shot himself over 200 times, but you know now he's just like talking and just laughing and carried on. He's like, oops, shot myself." Um, and because he's done it so many times, he doesn't worry anymore. Yeah. And do no. Yeah. Don't do this at
0: home, guys.
1: (laughs) Not like get body armor and shoot yourself. If you Google it, lots of people die doing it, but this guy's a professional. Yeah. Uh, Please
0: please don't do that. It, It actually reminds me, um, you know, as we're talking about, you know, trusting in that and, and the, the, you know, actually believing in this is going to work. Because faith is also, I mean, it's not just belief, but it is that belief and trust in, in God that he is who he says he is. You know, I'm going to put my full trust in him, which motivates me to act. But uh, I was watching a video of Francis Chan who said one of the dumbest things he's ever done. And if you've seen this, uh, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it, it's hilarious to think about. But he had taped, uh, I guess they have a, a fairly, where he was Currently, they had a fairly long stage, I guess you could say, and he had taped a balloon to one end of the wall, and he brought a, a BB rifle, and he said, how many of you in the audience think that I could hit that balloon? And he said, like, most of them raised their hand, and he said, how many of you would be willing to, to, uh, to hold that balloon? And, you know, a lot of them, you know, put their hands down. And he said, how many of you would trust me and believe in me and have faith in me so much that you would be willing to put the balloon, you know, and, and hold it in your mouth and, you know, stand sideways and you would trust that I could hit that balloon. And he said he had one guy who was being smart at like who kept his hand up. So he caught him on stage just to scare him. And the guy got set up and he lifted up his, his rifle and he thought, you know, I could hit that And he fired and he did hit the he did hit the balloon. But I mean just the the thought of you know, having that much trust in God that makes us uncomfortable, you know, having having that much faith. Now, again, that's a terrible idea. Don't use that, you know, don't actually do that. It's fun to talk about And uh, uh, someone who actually did that in a, un, in, I guess, uh, not a very intelligent idea. Yeah. But I think when we're thinking about being uncomfortable with our faith, God might call us to do something that it's only going to be successful if we put our faith in him. And that that's kind of I think where the spirit comes in. And uh, I don't completely understand the spirit, but but yeah. I think sometimes we have to just trust and say, God's equipped me to do these things and it might be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I'm going to serve the kingdom and that's where that that growth starts. Cuz a lot of times that won't happen just you know in it in where if we first when we first start off, you know, with with Christ, We're not strong enough to do a lot of times to completely do that kind of stuff. But as we get more mature and we trust in God because of his faithfulness over and over and over to us, because it works both ways. You know, first John says that God's faithful to us. So as we remember that, I think it's kind of like that vest you're talking about where we we become so accustomed to God's faithfulness and our trust in who he is that it's easier to do the hard things.
1: Absolutely. And it's like, you know, the, the Richard Davis, you know, he's done this hundreds of times and the more he does it, the more confident he is. And I think as Christians, if we'll start with faith and we'll live obediently to God, we will we'll, um, we will also, you know, have our faith grow. It's like James one that faith grows through trials. Faith grows through hard times. Uh, faith grows through testing. Yeah. And so you know when you do something as a Christian that's kind of scary that's kind of difficult and you you know do something you put yourself out there you take a risk for God and it works out God is there God catches you then what that does is it makes it easier and easier and easier the second yeah. time and you just continue to live by faith
0: yeah and and also it helps us when when things go poorly you know, you mentioned trials, and James mentions trials. And uh, my dad had chimed in here. Hi, Dad. Uh, he said, "Faithfulness as a part of the fruit of the spirit allows us to remain true to God when things happen that do not allow us to see the blessings of God." And I think you know he's referring to when things distract us or when bad things happen, and it's hard to see where is God in all of this. Faithfulness, as, especially as a part of the fruit of the spirit, really allows us to say, "I don't understand, but I know that." Somehow we can use this to glorify God. And maybe it's just not the actual incidents, but maybe it's remaining faithful. And then we can be that example that someone sees and says they reacted to this hard situation, Christ-like. And that's the good that came out of it. Not the event, but the reactions
1: out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, you know, to me journey with god exactly like you said it's just a journey of faithfulness it's something that starts with faith and it continues with faith and i will say you know what we've both said about you know if you'll act in faith that'll um make you more comfortable you know at first it's kind of scary then you get more comfortable i think the goal is to always be increasing you know to have that where you step out and it's uncomfortable and then this gets comfortable so you go up again and Definitely. And you push your comfort zone. I think that's an important disclaimer worth saying. Definitely, definitely.
0: Well, we, I think we've 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 uh, this has been a shorter one, but I think we've we've pretty well discussed what faithfulness is all about. And uh, so, Absolutely. as we wrap up uh, before we we bid everyone farewell, uh, I do need to 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 make an announcement that, uh, as you see behind me, uh, this is part of the Ministry League, and uh, these T-shirts. Are uh, these these polos? Uh, one of our, I guess, one of my regular viewers was kind enough to send me a couple polos. So uh, I'm not going to announce his name. I don't think he would appreciate that. But uh, I like them. And uh, so thank you for that. I saw Tammy says she wants some. Uh, I, I'll have to, to look into where he got them from. And uh, we'll see. I don't want to start a merch thing. but
1: it uh, uh, vinyl or is it monogrammed? It's monogrammed. And it's yeah, oh.
0: and it's on like a and let's see, it's on like an Izod one too. This one's Izod. It's really nice and comfortable. So oh. uh, yeah, he, he he did me right. But uh, as we're talking about That's the Ministry good. League, uh, we do want, and I know things are hectic for everyone, and things are digital right now. And uh, we do have a, uh, a a video series called the Amplify Series with some pretty dynamite speakers uh, that you could be using uh, virtually for your your, your students. I know here we're about to post in our area-wide that uh, that's an option since we're no longer doing our Summer Youth Series due to our state's guidelines, unfortunately. And uh, But that'll be an option for people to do with their own home congregations. I know some of them are already doing that uh, for their Wednesday night classes. If you have questions about that, uh, you can uh, you know message the Ministry League on Facebook. You can see the, the uh, website, ministryleague.com. It's pretty simple. Um, but we are, uh, are so thankful that you guys have been listening. Uh, Kurt, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, we had fun. I know we're, we're almost at your bedtime, so I was trying to, to make sure we could get you in bed. Uh, Kurt's been real busy, and uh, he, uh, we're, we're proud of him. He just got his um, master's in marriage family therapy, so uh, that's good stuff. Uh, it's been a blessing to, uh, to work with him, and uh, he's going to continue to be a blessing here at, at Holly Hill. Uh, but for, ne- for next time, uh, we're going to be here every Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, as we discuss different topics. Um, next week, we'll be looking at another one of the Fruit of the Spirit, and uh, we'll be wrapping up in two weeks. And then in three weeks, we'll be having our intern join us here from Holly Hill, so we're really, really excited about that. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you have a great day, and stay safe.
1: All right.